are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. We've got a lot to get into this week. The NFL has been busy since we talked to you guys last week. Um, free agency has just been off the charts right now. People have been signing, traded. Uh, we are going to postpone our state of the franchise talk for the Raiders and the Falcons until next week due to the volume of uh, stuff that's happened since last week. So we're going to dive right into it. The first topic we're going to talk about is the Vikings have released pro ball wide receiver Adam Thielen. Uh, he has been injury prone the last couple of years. Do you think it's worth the big money contract to sign a guy like that? I mean, 2022, he wasn't injury prone. He started all 17 games. And, uh, but yeah, you're right. 21, he played 13 games. 20, he played 15. And 2019, he played 10. So, I mean, yeah, the last couple of years, other than 22, he's been injury prone. Um, I mean, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he played 13 games, like I said, 21, and he still had 720 yards. Uh, and then 22 last year, he had 70 catches for 716 yards. That's pretty good for being behind um, one of the best receivers in the league. I mean, he's no longer a number one on that team. And when he was, he was 12, 1,300-yard receiver. And, you know, earlier in the, like, 2017, 2018, when he, went, when he was pro baller. So... I mean, it's yeah. a good pickup. I don't think he's out of gas yet. A uh, little on the high side, but, you know, I I don't know. I think he'll, he'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I think he's living in Justin Jefferson's shadow a little bit ever since right. he kind of became the big deal there in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think he could be a good number one, number two for any team that's going to need a wide receiver uh, coming into this coming year. Uh, I mean, I think we've seen pretty good numbers from him when he has been healthy and he's been, he was their number one receiver at one point, like I said, until Justin Jefferson got there. So, I mean, I think he's a good sign. Um, I don't think he'll be one of the higher paid receivers, but I think he'll still get a pretty good deal for what he's worth. Yeah. um, I'm sure somebody's going to overpay for him, but. Yeah, that's uh, the name of the game now. People are getting way overpaid. Just market value, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But there's been a couple good signings, though. I can't say everybody was overpaid, but usually receivers are the divas of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we'll oh, talk like about Yeah. We'll talk about all the signings, but there have been some pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the, the biggest trade that we've seen so far. Um, I don't the know Bears. If it's the biggest, but it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a big one. The Bears got rid of their number one pick to Carolina in the 2023 draft. Now, the Panthers gave them an exchange for this. Uh, wide receiver DJ Moore, they gave him the number nine overall pick in this year's draft. They gave him a second-round pick in next year's draft, a first-round pick in next year's draft, and a second-rounder in 2025. So they gave up a lot just to get the number one overall pick. Do you think it was worth it? I mean, I'm pretty sure, 99% sure that they're going to take one of the quarterbacks with that number one pick. Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore is pretty good. Uh, I kind of like him. He's he's usually a thousand yard receiver. Uh, last year was a uh, probably was his second worst year, other than his rookie year. Um, other than that, he's had 1,100 plus yards. So I thought that right there was good. And then you know, other than that. Um, 
I don't see how, you know, the Bears didn't win out on this. You know what I mean? I mean, look at all the – look at all the, they're only moving up to ninth. So it's not yeah. like they need the, – they tr- they're move, obviously going in the direction where they trust um, Fields enough to, you know, give him a, a shot. They've seen some improvement at the end of the last season and um, give him a shot as their starter again going forward. So, you know, why not move up and – not have to worry about um, wasting a pick, such an early pick, and you can still get a top 10 pick out of it, plus a second-round pick next year. Oh, no, a second-round pick this year, and then uh, a, a first-round selection, 24, and a second-round in 25, like you said. That's – I mean, how can you not say the Bears won that? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we both know that the Bears were sticking with Justin Fields, so they weren't going to take yeah. one, of the, one of the quarterbacks available anyways. Um, so, you know, moving down to number nine to get uh, probably a defensive player is what they're looking at. I mean, I think there's still going to be pretty good value there at the number nine pick. So, um, I mean, they did move down eight spots, but I think they're still going to get a pretty good value pick for where they're picking at. You think they'd um, go receiver, though? Um, with who they have there, I mean, they got Mooney, they have Claypool, they just traded for, you know, got, uh, more from the Panthers. So I highly doubt that they're going to use the receiver at number nine. I mean, they not saying that they're stacked at the receiver position, but they've got a few good guys there already. I I highly doubt that they would waste that pick that number nine pick on a receiver. It was good, but, uh, maybe you could draft somebody that that'll really light up Justin Fields, uh, progress with his with the throwing and everything, you know, that would be or yeah. a running back that, uh, what's that running back that everybody's talking about? Uh, Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Yeah. yeah. To compliment fields running. Yeah. Uh, that would be a, a pretty crazy threat, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I think they're going to go defense there. I don't most see, likely. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they're pretty, I, I would think with the guys that they have a receiver, they could probably wait till second round, third round to get still a pretty good value. Um, yeah, for you know where they're picking, uh, but yeah, I like this trade for the Bears. I think that they definitely got the better end of the deal on this one. Um, I mean, we know uh, Carolina is probably going to take a quarterback. Just the question is who. Um, so I mean, there's a pre- couple good quarterbacks to take number one overall, but I don't think it was worth giving up uh, what three, four picks and your number one wide receiver for it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think it was a little over uh, over the top, man. Yeah. Okay. So the Rams are trading all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins in exchange for a third-round pick and tight end Hunter Long. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think the Dolphins won this trade. I mean, getting a, only giving up a third-round pick for Jalen Ramsey, I think that's pretty a one pretty hell of a deal. And they restructured his contract right away. Yeah. Um, from the numbers I got – um, three years, fifty-five million total, th- uh, thirty-five point five guaranteed through two thousand twenty-four. Um, ten million guaranteed this year, um, and five million of escalators. So, I mean, and, and the cap hits are pretty good too. So, for a top cornerback, you know, I don't really see uh, any negative side for the Dolphins. Like I agree, uh, Dolphins definitely won out in this one. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting Ramsey to at least go for a second pick uh maybe even <laughs> maybe even there was a team enough crazy out there to give up a first round pick for him but uh the dolphins gave up 
you know, only a third rounder and a backup tight end, I believe Hunter Long was. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, it seems like that is becoming more of the trend. Like teams aren't with these, with these guys with big contracts, teams aren't really going to put up any kind of uh, real big, uh, besides like the, which we'll get into later, like a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Um, teams aren't giving up high draft picks and having to take over big contracts. You know what I mean? Right. It's not really a thing much anymore for the most part. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was the money side of things that, you know, scared some teams away. And maybe because of knowing the type of personality that Jalen has, he might not be one of the type of guy that would want to restructure a contract. Um, yeah. He's like an OBJ type. Yeah. Yeah. He's around the locker room and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe the Rams. I don't even know. I didn't hear anything about them receiving any other offers for him. You know, maybe this was the first one they got and they wanted to get rid of him before they had to give him, you know, a, a roster bonus or anything before the start of the new league year. So, I mean, cats off to the Dolphins. They gave up a little for a pretty good corner. Yeah, and I guess that pretty much completes our uh, theory on Rams jumping into a full rebuilding phase. Yeah, I mean, and you would What's think next, Darnold. Yeah, well, you would think I mean, after, Donald. I don't know why I said Darnold. Donald. Yeah, you would think after the year they had last year that they would wanted to try to restructure his contract first before just saying they were going to trade him. But I yeah, mean, who knows? Maybe they've got a plan in place. Uh, Sean McVay, I'm sure he's got a game plan in mind of where he wants to take this team next year. Yeah. See where it goes. That's going to be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, definitely. They dropped off pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, especially in that NFC West right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know we talked uh, last week that the Commanders franchise tag defensive tackle Deron Payne, and they finally reached a, an agreement on a contract of a four-year, $90 million extension, which includes $60 million in guaranteed money. That's pretty good for a defensive tackle. Yeah, it is, and he was their best last year. I forget how many sacks he put up, but he was definitely their uh, probably their best. And do they have uh, Chase Young coming back this year, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's been, what, injured the last, like, since uh, they've he, drafted him? <laughs> he, yeah, he was injured this past year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been a disappointment. Um, it's... Surprised because you know they dumped all that money into him, and then you know what do you how how long's Chase? I gotta look it up. How long's Chase been in the league now? I feel like he hasn't done uh, anything. I think this is his second or third year. Is that it? Oh yeah, two thousand twenty. Yeah. He was drafted, yeah. and he was a- he was definitely first round. So he probably you know for I wonder you know I mean this is your make or break year then kind of. Yeah. And the next year, you you really got to light it up, and I guess you have two more years. But yeah, the pain. Yeah, it was kind of a shocker to sign that much, but yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, I think other than Chase, he's one of their better players on the team. He's probably their. I mean, you could argue that he is their best defensive player. Um, so yeah, you wanted to get him signed right away. Uh, I mean, he's only like twenty five. So yeah. I mean, they just franchise tagged him probably until they were able to reach an agreement on a contract extension. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but they, they finally got him signed. So I guess the next key piece would be getting Chase Young signed. Uh, you know, they're probably going to pick up his fifth-year option, I would assume. Um, so we probably have another, 
year or two until we see them offer him an extension. You know, I'm kind of shocked now I'm looking more at the numbers that they just – because they did originally put him on a uh, tag. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They were one of the first teams to tag somebody. You know, he, he got drafted with Washington in 2018. Um, his highest sacks was his rookie year other than 2022 with five sacks. I mean, you don't just go off of sacks, but – I'm yes. really shocked that he went from, you know, five to 11 and a half and they just didn't franchise him and see if it's something that's going to stick. You know what I mean? Just. Yeah. I mean, see it again. I don't know. Sacks is never really a number that I look at when I'm talking about a defensive tackle because those interior linemen usually are just like run stuffers and they get yeah. double, double teamed a lot of times anyways. So. Did they move him around a lot more this year? Like, was he just uh, interior, or was he playing uh, the edge? Primarily, was he was interior. Uh, I don't. That's really pretty think. good numbers for interior. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really I mean, the only guy who really puts up big numbers like that is Aaron Donald for yeah. interior. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think he uh, got moved around a lot. I don't remember ever seeing him at defensive end. So I think he was on the interior of the defensive line for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. Damn, five pass deflections. Yeah, you had a pretty good season. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, all right. So Chargers running back Austin Eckler had requested permission to seek a trade. Um, they did grant him permission to seek one since then. Um, Eckler led the league last year with 18 total touchdowns. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's one of the better running backs. Like I said, he led the league in total touchdowns last year. Um. Did the Chargers find a good trade partner for him, and what's a good trade value for him? He's going to go, you know, top market um, for a running back. Yeah, uh, like you said, he's good. I always miss out on him on the fantasy. Uh, yeah, I just, me too. And, and I know he doesn't put up like a lot of ground yardage um, because he, you know, he also let's see his catch, his catch yards. Wow, that's more than I thought. Seven hundred twenty-two. Yards receiving and nine hundred fifteen rushing. That's yeah. some. That's sixteen hundred uh, all-purpose yards. So sixteen hundred something. Um, <clears throat> he's just an end zone end zone guy. He knows where to how to find the end zone, and that's why I always try to get him in fantasy. But I always miss seem to miss out. Um, he's yeah. going to go for top top value of a running back, and I don't know. I just I'm not in the. I wouldn't be in the market for overpaying for running backs right now, and that's just me. I feel like every running back that comes out of these drafts now are just getting better and better. So, yeah, I, I'm not a GM for a team. Everyone, you know, there's going to be a team that's going to pay him good money. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Austin Eckler is a good value for any team that's looking for a running back. I mean, he's uh, like you said, he's your dual threat guy. Uh, he can get the the yards and the touchdowns on the ground, or he can do it in the passing game as well. So, I mean, I, I, like I said, any, any team that's going to be looking for a running back right now this offseason, it's good value in him, but I wouldn't overpay for him. I'd say he's probably worth maybe a second, third-round pick, but I would, wouldn't give up a first-rounder for a guy like this, no, especially, no. especially especially with the running back market the way it is right now. That's what I mean. It keeps improving every season, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there was quite a list of free agent running backs to pick up. So, you know, why would you give up? I mean, I'm sure he's going to get traded now that, you know, a lot of the good uh, free agent running backs are off the board. Um, 
So we'll see what happens. But like I said, he's worth the second or third rounder at most. You're right. Yeah, I'm. If I'm giving up no more, I, I'm. We already give up a second round on him, but yeah. All right, so Eagle Center, Jason Kelsey had made, has made his decision that he is going to be returning for the 2023 season. Um, does he deserve to be the highest offensive paid lineman? Mm, I feel like when somebody's contemplating retirement and uh, decides to stay, you don't get paid the highest. But, you know what I mean, he is the best. Yeah. The best. Like, I feel like, uh, like, for example, Tyron Smith, he's about to retire, and he's one of the best left tackles in the, that there was in the league, but he's yeah. towards the end of his career, and they just restructured his contract to keep him a year. So, I mean, that's the route I would I would go with Jason Kelsey, but that's not what the Eagles are going to do, you know. And he's still probably a better player than, you know what I mean, he probably still had a lot of time left that if, if he wanted to continue to play until he's, you know, like a Jason Peters uh, 40 years old or something, I'm sure he could. He seems like he's in really good shape. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, he's obviously going to have to resign. Uh, he His contract ran out after this season. So, uh, I mean, I don't see him playing past this year. I mean, if you're already contemplating it and, yeah. coming, and coming back, you know, this is probably going to be the last ride for him. So they're probably he's definitely only... in the shape to do so, though, I think. Yeah, he's, I mean, he bulldozes people over still. Yeah, he's he's in good shape uh, for an offensive lineman, and uh, he's probably going to work on a one year contract again. Um, but you know, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't pay him like fourteen fifteen million a year. I um, mean, he's definitely worth it. Uh, he like you said, he's probably the best center in the league right now, if not you know top two, top three. So I mean, he's definitely worth a contract. Um, but like I said, I don't see him playing past this season. Um, you know, he decided the highest paid just for one year. I mean, I would yeah. planning retirement. I mean, you know, he's coming back regardless. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's... going to go to a different team and retire. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put like a three or four year offer on the table because, you know, he, he could retire after this year. And then, you know, you just offered him that contract for nothing, but I would definitely give him the highest paid this year. Um, yeah. He's worth it. I mean, he's the anchor. Oh, of no that. Doubt, he, he was the anchor of the best offensive line in football this year. So, I mean. I'm disappointed he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, they, they, the Eagles lost a lot of key pieces this offseason so, so far already. Really so, they're definitely not going to be the team they, they were this past year. Mm-mm. I agree there. All right, so the Ravens are releasing defensive lineman Calais Campbell after three seasons with the team. So he played his 15th season in the league. Do you think he decides to find a new home, or does he call it a career? I mean, it's the same boat as what we just talked about. I would. He's They've released him, so he's not going to retire there. Um, does he find a new home? I mean, Sure, he might retire and then come out of retirement next year or something like that. Nobody knows. And I didn't really see any kind of swirling uh, rumors or anything like that. So, yeah. You know, 15, how old is he now? I'd imagine he's mid 35. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Just retire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he spent time with the Cardinals, the Jags, and then the, the Ravens. Um, yeah. If, if, 
if I were him, if anything, I you know I would try and sign with someone that's going to be a Super Bowl contender to maybe try and get a ring before you you ride off into the sunset. But I mean, I don't really think that there's going to be too many teams giving him an offer right out of the gate. I mean, I think he's a guy that's going to get signed late, maybe before training camp or before preseason. Um, but he's he's still a pretty good defensive lineman. Uh, he's one of the better ones that we've seen in the last you know, five, six years. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd say he's probably going to sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's 36 years old. Man, he's been in the league since 2008. doesn't feel that no. feel like that. But I guess no. it does. I guess, guess it does kind of feel like he's been in it forever, you know, to be honest. More I'm thinking of it. It's just not a name you hear a lot anymore. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. I mean, he did pretty well in Jacksonville the few seasons he was there. Uh, that was that was the year that they went to the AFC Championship game. So I mean, he was uh, the an- uh, seventeen. I think. Yeah, yeah, two thousand seventeen. He was the anchor of that defensive line. So I mean, other than you know that, we haven't really, like you said, heard too much from him these last couple of years. But he could still, you know, be a pretty solid addition to any team looking for a defensive tackle. Yeah, I seen them live in two thousand eighteen when. Dallas won like uh, I think it was like fifty-two to seven or something. Oh, like stop that. it! It was it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was only like forty to ten. <laughs> uh, that was that was a good game. Yeah, I actually, me after that game. Yeah, I actually saw him too in two thousand seventeen. I t- traveled out to Cleveland to watch him play the Browns in the year that they went zero and sixteen. So, you know, I went to that game in Dallas and. All I could think about the whole way there with my wife was like, man, we are going to get smoked because you guys were so good the year before. Yeah. And, and that, we, we went into October, so we weren't really sure what to expect, but we're just going off of what we seen last year. And, yeah. And at that, wow. at, yeah, at that point, we were like three and two, I think. So and we knew yeah. our season, our season hadn't taken, taken a downfall quite yet, but I think that, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was the turning point for us. That was a nail in the coffin yeah. for you guys. Yeah, it's all right. We didn't do anything with that season either. So, yeah, I think we only won like two more games after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's surprising, man, because of how good you guys were, especially yeah. defensive wise, the year before. Yeah. Okay, and then former Eagles defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, he signed with the Forty ers a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal. Uh, he was ranked as the number one free agent in the 2023 class for a lot of people. I mean, this defense just got better. The 49ers, the number one defense. No, I, I thought you were going to say Eagles. No, 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 no. Oh, I, they lost their best defensive player, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and he went to the team that already had the number one defense. So, yeah, I, I don't see them giving up that spot next year at all now either. I mean, they might. We got another team uh, in the NFC East that just stepped their game up, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Dow- uh, Eagles definitely just got worse. I don't know why they let him go. Um, I would have signed him before I signed Bradbury again. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I don't know why they let him go. He was one of the better players, if not the best player on that defense. I mean, but they're just, for some reason, dismantling their team. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, don't, not, I don't know if some of the team, the players don't want to stay. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't want to stay because of their run last year, but well, what's I think, going on? I think they're getting to the point now where 
uh, because of last year, how good they did. They're like expected to be pay, paying people now. And a lot of people aren't taking the pay cuts and whatnot that they yeah. want. Cause I know they, they asked uh, Slay to restructure his contract and we'll yeah. talk about, we'll talk about him a little later, but I mean, he didn't no want himself. to. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a, it, I mean, I'm assuming it's a money thing because of all these players did so well last year that they want to get paid. But I don't know. I mean, they're definitely not going to be the team they were last year. Yeah, and I, they also are talking about paying Jalen sooner rather than later. So, yeah, you know, I, I, they're I, trying to they're trying to clear as much as they can on that one so they can afford him because they want to make him the highest paid. Apparently, that's what that's the rumors I've seen. I don't know. Yeah, Jalen's coming. This is going to be year number four for him, right? Yeah. Uh, because he his yeah, rookie, his rookie wanna... year his rookie year he sat behind Carson and then last year they went to the playoffs and then this year they went to the Super Bowl so I think this is yeah. his fourth year coming into it. So they're yeah, probably... 2000, 2000, what two thousand twenty? Yeah, this so is this... only his, this is gonna be his third year. No, no, no. year right year fourth year yeah, yeah fourth year. he yeah. played two thousand twenty. So they're either gonna I mean I'm assuming they're gonna pick up his fifth year option or they're just gonna give him a huge extension. Right. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I I would put the money aside for Jalen if you're going to do that, but um, I would have kept Hargrave and tried to you know cut cut money elsewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely would have too. I mean, but like I said, it's the money thing. Uh, so he's I'm sure he was expected to to get a large contract. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. The Broncos are signing former 49ers offensive tackle Mike McGlinchey to a five-year, $87.5 million deal, 50 of that guaranteed. Uh, the Broncos might actually be putting together a team now that John uh, Payton's there. Yeah, he's still got that quarterback, so. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, like like we said, Sean Payton's the guy to turn him around, but, I mean, they're – I mean, Glinch is going to be probably their starting left tackle, I would assume. So I mean, they just signed a quarterback. They just signed a quarterback. Did they? Yeah, I got to look it up now because I wanted to bring that up and I totally forgot. Broncos, probably, probably a backup QB. quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, Jared Stidham. Okay, yeah. So they signed two, two year, ten million. But it just that's kind of sounds like Jared Jared Stidham wasn't that bad. I mean, I feel like that's a that's an insurance policy. <laughs> I've seen that, and I was thinking right away. It's like seems like an insurance were, policy. I, I think I feel like there were a lot more insurance policy, better insurance policies out there than Jared Stidham. Yeah, I mean, but you could you could assign Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's the guy that's going to be. Yeah, but he wasn't expensive. No, he wasn't expensive. That's true. Yeah, and, he was uh, pretty expensive. I mean, that's your cheapest. You got him for five five million a year. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, Jared Stidham's not going to be the guy that's going to come in and take over the job from Russell Wilson unless Russell Wilson plays really poorly, which, I mean, if they didn't bench him this past year, I don't know what he's going to have to do to get benched. <laughs> so I, I don't think I don't think Jared Stidham's going to be that guy to come in and, and take the job from him. Well, I mean, he only played, let's see, he only started two games in uh, at the Raiders. So, uh, 
And he lost both games, but, I mean, his numbers aren't terrible. I mean, Russell Wilson has worse numbers in <laughs> any two games that you could pick. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying it is, but uh, it was just it was just funny because that's you know that's that's kind of like a, an in between backup. Like I don't know, you don't want to pay that much for a backup quarterback, but at the same time, you know what I mean. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. You know, I, I don't like to spend a lot on my backup quarterback because it, you know my theory is unless he's like a Andy Dalton or somebody um, that's you know just like an older guy with an experience and you might have a chance with, then you probably don't have a chance at all. You know what I mean? Once your starting quarterback goes down at all, um, you know, you're pretty much shit out of luck for the season. 99% right. of the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, really that's probably the only reason I signed him is to have a reliable backup. Just in case I'm yeah. Russell Wilson. Like I said, I don't see Jared Stidham coming in and <laughs> being the starting quarterback yeah. there, especially with what they're <laughs> going to pay him. I'm sure Sean Payton's going to want to see what he's got in Russell Wilson. So, uh, but, um, the, I mean, for the Broncos to sign a guy like McGlinchey, who was probably one of the better offensive tackles coming into, you know, this free agency class, I mean, it shows that they're trying to keep Russell Wilson protected, keep him upright. And, you know, maybe if they give him a little bit more time in the pocket, he'll play better than he did last year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's never had a really good offensive line, in my opinion. Do you think? I feel like he's always been a. Uh, uh, like I mean, a script, maybe earlier in his season, when yeah, in the Super Seattle, Bowl yeah, yeah, in early years in Seattle, they did have uh, some decent offensive linemen. Um, I guess, but, yeah, but he also had a running threat, right, um, behind beast mode and stuff. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, in in Denver know. here last year, he didn't really have too much of an offensive line, and they they dealt with some injuries too. During the campaign, so I Who's don't know. Who's their star running back right now? Uh, I don't think they have one right now. <laughs> I, I mean, see, that, maybe, I mean, that's maybe, that's that's what I think the problem would be as well. Maybe Zeke goes there. Uh, he would be the bell cow, though. There, he would, like you just said, they don't have anybody. So, and yeah, Zeke's not going anywhere besides back to Dallas or retirement. No, no. So just keep it his would, name out your mouth. <laughs> we'll talk about him a little later. Um, so we predicted it correctly. Jimmy G is headed to the Raiders on a three year, $67.5 million deal with 34 million of that guaranteed. Is he their guy? Yeah. I mean, I'm the one who predicted it. And obviously, <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. think that he's the guy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I you think predict- he's fit there. It's going to be weird to see him in a Raiders because he's like a, a pretty boy and Raiders is just not a pretty organization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's usually those people there look like their car. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's their guy. I mean, he's going to be good. He has Devonte Adams there. Um, he has, I mean, they just got rid of uh, Waller, but um, yeah. that's a shocker on that one. But uh, yeah, I think he's their fit. Um, he They have a Josh Jacobs as a running back, um, that's going to help him tremendously. That's kind of like a 49er system, a really strong running back, and then you have that good, um, really good top receiver. So, you know what I mean? If they could get a different, another tight end to fill the role for Waller, because, you know, Jimmy G's going to want to utilize his tight end as a safety blanket, like most, yeah. most quarterbacks in the league. That's their downfall right now, but I'm, I'm sure – they have a backup plan for that. I'm sure they just didn't want to 
get rid of Wallen for nothing. Yeah, and in, and uh, they got rid of him for real uh, cheap too. They only got a third round pick for Darren Waller. Who yeah, was yeah. you might just say that Giants acquired yeah. Raiders uh, tight end Darren Waller uh, for a third round pick. So yeah, that was a shocker to me when I seen that. It's like I didn't even know to be honest that they <laughs> he was getting traded. Yeah, I mean either. I mean and. He's one weird. of the better tight ends in the league, to, so to only get rid of him for a third round pick was just shocking. What's his contract like? I didn't even. Uh, I think, he, if I'm not mistaken, this last off season or the one before that, he actually signed an extension with them. So, I yeah, mean, I wonder if it's pretty hefty. And you know, like I said, it just seems like that's the trend. We're not paying a a, a low a real good draft pick for somebody that has a high contract. You know, that's just not the thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but you just saved money. You got a starting quarterback for $15 million less per season than any other starting quarterback in the league. So That's I mean, been places, been yeah. a lot more places than other quarterbacks. So, I mean, yeah, you got a, you got a bargain on your starting quarterback coming into this year. I mean, I think you could have <laughs> freed up some cap space and kept Waller. I think he's going to really help him out over Carr because he may not be like, you know, your crazy downfield passer, you know, like Carr could could be at times. Um, right. But he's really safe with the ball. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's his biggest uh, pro is how, you know, comfortable he sits in the pocket and he's pretty safe with the, with the ball. And I think what, uh, one of the advantages that Garoppolo has over Carr is he's coming from uh, – Kyle Shanahan's offense, right? So he's you know better coaching, better coaching, and he has experience with Josh McDaniels because they spent time yeah. together, you know, in New England. So he yeah. they, they know each other. You know, he he comes from Kyle Shanahan's offense, which is a better style offense than a lot of guys in the league. Um, so you know, I think he's got a slight advantage over Derek Carr, uh, and I think he's going to do better than Derek Carr did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree there. I'm 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 not the biggest Derek Carr fan. No, uh, yeah, we know from last week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited. This is probably one of my favorite signings. Um, I mean, you know me. I'm a big Jimmy G guy. I love the guy. I mean, you were a big Jimmy G guy when he wasn't even anything good. So I don't know I was, why. But uh, I was I was a big I, Jimmy I think G guy when he was crush on him. I was a big Jimmy G guy when he was uh, in New England. <laughs> That's what I mean. He was he was played like one game, and you're like, "Oh, Jimmy G." Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, I I was I just like how you know he was sitting behind Tom Brady, got mentored by the goat, um, and then he got his opportunity to start in San Francisco and didn't really play too poorly ever when he was there. So, um, right. yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in Vegas, uh, and I think he's going to help you know turn this team around a little bit. Got that fancy new stadium to play in. Yeah. Okay, so the Chiefs have found their offensive tackle. Uh, they signed former Jaguar offensive tackle Jawan Taylor on a four-year, $80 million deal with $60 million of that guaranteed. Uh, I mean, Taylor's going into a pretty good situation here. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> if you're going to play offensive tackle for any team, it's probably – would have to be the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, even if you aren't able to hold your block, he can get out of anything. So yeah, he's good maneuvering in the pocket. Yeah. And they just restructured Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' contract. So I'd assume that this was why. Um, that's a pretty, pretty hefty uh, deal, but you know, I mean, I'm sure you can say he's a pretty good offensive tackle. 
Yeah, I mean, he's uh, one of the better offensive tackles uh, in this free agency class. Um, and, you know, they uh, just lost their uh, offensive tackle too to free agency. So, I mean, yeah, they needed someone to fill in for that. Um, and I think this was a good addition to the team. I think he's going to really help them out. Like I said, he's going to help keep Patrick Mahomes upright. So, I mean, and it's a good fit for Jawan Taylor too. Like I said, he's coming into a pretty good situation there in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. And the Bears, they keep making moves. They signed former Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds on a four-year, $72 million deal with $50 million guaranteed. And uh, that, that deal that they gave him was makes him the highest paid outside linebacker in the league. Um, so Damn. I mean, he he was a, a beast in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, he so, was. I mean, I think the the Bills or I'm sorry, the the Bears really got a pretty good value out of this guy. Um, I mean, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with come this this season. Yeah, you think you think he was the best linebacker in free agency? Um, I would say he's probably one of the better ones. Yeah, if we talked about this last week. I think yeah, yeah. Between him and Wagner, but yeah, I mean, if I was signing, if I had the choice to sign either one, I would probably go with Edmonds just because he is a little bit younger, so you could probably get more yeah. life out of him. Um, but yeah, Bobby Wagner is definitely, uh, you know, up there as far as the best free agent linebackers. But you know, I think Tremaine Edmonds was a really good signing for the Bears. I mean, they're making a lot of good moves in the right direction. Yeah, they're winning in free agency right now. They're killing it. Not only free agency, but trades too. Like we talked about that, that trade yeah. for the number one overall pick. So, you know, they're definitely rebuilding this team. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. It's good to yeah. see these uh, teams that have been really sucking it up the last couple of years yeah. starting to be more aggressive. And you know, I, I kind of feel like Rams and Eagles are the ones that push these, the league to do what the league is doing, you know, this year. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like. More teams than ever are being more aggressive right now. I, I th- think this is probably one of the more aggressive, you know, off seasons I've yeah. recollect in in recent years. Um, I mean, you have the Rams win because of aggressive. Um, you know, look at all the signings they made the year of the Super Bowl, um, all the big names they had, and then um, then you see Eagles do it go and get A.J. Brown and, you know, all these guys and Hargrave and everyone they keep, they keep, you know, they bring over, keep re-signing the guys like Fletcher Cox and stuff and just, you know, keep, keep this uh, Darius Slay they went and got, Bradbury, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's kind of pushing the league to be more aggressive and that's what I've been wanting to see out of this league. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I've, I mean, look at Dallas. They just signed, Gilmore, you know, we're going to talk about that then, but that's, wow, that blew me out the water. Um, what other big signings did we see? That uh, Like the Darren Waller Giants being super aggressive. You know what I mean? These teams are tired of sitting in the shadows of these big big teams like Green Bay's going down the garbage right now. Um, <laughs> and Vikings, you know, who knows what the hell they're doing, but you're seeing Lions, you know, flipping the script. You know what I mean? You love to see it. It's about time we see a something flipping here. I'm tired of seeing the same top teams in the divisions, man. Aren't you? 
Yeah, I mean, we see some challenge. Like you said, with the especially with the NFC North, you know, with what's going on in Green Bay, uh, you know, with as poorly as the playoff team Vikings played, um, right. I think we're going to see a shift of power. Um, you know, like we talked about, I think the Lions are going to win that division, um, and you know, and the Bears are making a lot of good moves. You know, and maybe they might be sitting at the top of that division. Uh, come, I hope not. The, yeah, come the end of the year, I mean, they'll maybe they'll be sitting up towards number two. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we've seen success stories before. Like I said, the, the Jaguars had the number one overall pick, and then they turned it around and won their division and, and won a playoff game. So it's not too far out of the realm of possibilities to say that the Bears could go from you know worst to first. Uh, we we've, yeah. seen, we've seen it happen. So I mean, for them to make moves like this though shows that they're definitely committed to to rebuilding. Yeah, I like that. It's it's like watching New England destroy that division for how many years? Yeah. Now now they're like you know bottom of the division. Yeah. And it's pretty much Bills and Miami for the most part. Which I mean, if you would have said that you know five six years ago or what when, when Tom was at the peak, you know, you would have never believed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes all it takes is for that one key player to be in the division or leave a division for, you know, another team to, you know, take over from a team that's been ruling it for many, many years. So, I mean, who knows? Like I said, I think the the Bears and the Lions are setting themselves up to kind of shift the power of that NFC North. And it helps that uh, I'm glad they're 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 liking all the news on Roger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, that the Falcons are signing quarterback Taylor Heineke on a two year deal, which could be worth up to twenty million dollars. Um, I mean, it looks so far, unless they are to draft somebody this year, that Taylor Heineke could go into uh, this coming season as their starting quarterback. Yeah, I think that's what they're their intentions are. I mean, what's their draft order? We were going to talk about them this week, weren't we? Yeah, so I think they're like 7th or 8th. They're 8th, I think. 7th or 8th. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league at the 8th, but uh, and one's already been traded, so I don't know if they were trying to do that and it didn't happen, and, you know, then they went with Heineke, but Heineke's not bad. I actually liked him in Washington. I just think Washington was too flip floppy on their quarterbacks. You know what I mean? You just got to put one in and stick with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you sat the guy for Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz had a good fourth quarter. And then the <laughs> next week, you started Carson Wentz and you're like, oh, shit, that was a bad mistake. You know what I mean? Stop flip flopping. This is not yeah. high school. Um, yeah. You basically you just kind of got to stick with the guy. Yeah. So. Maybe he'll have a good, good, real solid chance and be appreciated. You know, he was never appreciated in Washington. I mean, yeah, like we we like Taylor Heineke. We discussed that before. Um, yeah. So I mean, they don't really have any wide receivers that stand out to you, but you know they have one of the better tight ends in the league in Kyle Pitts. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, and they don't really have a good running back situation either. So Taylor Heineke is probably going to have to do a bit more than he would have when he was in Washington. But you know, I wish nothing. He's a good but, scrambler. Yeah. I wish nothing but success for this guy. I mean, he's kind of been a Cinderella story. 
I mean, he was cut. I, I read earlier he was cut from like four teams in the first five years. He was in the league. He went undrafted, and at one point he was sleeping on his sister's couch because he was unemployed. And then he got the he got the job in Washington and kind of turned things around. So, I mean, you, you kind of have to you know root for the kid. Uh, and I, you yeah, know, I hope he does one hell of a job when, uh, in Atlanta. So, sucks not throwing the ball to Scary Terry anymore, though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's a good scrambler, and he seems like he has a little bit of that like uh, that magic in him. You know what I mean? Like he can make a play, ha- a you know, a unexpected play happen from time to time. That you're like, damn, I didn't know he could do that. Yeah, I mean, we saw, you know, time and time again last year. I mean, he made plays and helped this team win games. I mean, they probably would have lost uh, at least five more games if Carson Wentz would have been starting all year. So, I mean, he definitely was the better quarterback on that roster. I mean, I don't know why Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz, no. Taylor Heineke. I don't know why Ron Rivera ever went back to, to Carson Wentz. I think that was a huge mistake. But, yeah. We wish Taylor nothing but the best of luck in Atlanta. I think Ron Rivera on that team it was unexpectedly a huge mistake. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't. I was happy for Washington for them getting a real coach, but then it turned out to be like he's just as poor as the coaches they've been having. So I don't know. Yeah, they haven't had much luck in in the coaching uh, area as of late. Who's their defensive? coordinator is it jack del rio jack del rio still yeah yeah and he so, doesn't really you know, i mean their defense I mean, is yeah solid. their, their yeah. defense was their you know their bread and butter last year i think as the offense is really needs to change yeah it just seems like maybe the defense was just on the field too much yeah and then, and then they got they got rid of carson wentz and then kind of keep the sign with the falcons so sam howell's their only, the only quarterback on their roster right now no, actually, they uh, and I put it at the bottom. So apparently, you don't read our notes. Uh, <laughs> oh, they did. Commander sign signed yeah. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's are, just, you, are uh, you really getting a better value though out of Jacoby Brissett? Maybe it's just time to move on for Heineke. Like they've they've been there, done that. So yeah, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Brissett fan. I feel bad for Jacoby. I just feel like. He's kind of like introduced as a starter, and then it just turns out he's not the starter. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like it's, I mean, he's it's, he's never going to be the guy that's going to start an entire season and be successful. He's he's always going to be the type of guy that's going to come in like four or five games and maybe win two or three of them. Um, he's he's a solid. I mean, he, just did, he just did almost start an entire season with Browns. <laughs> yeah, really watched that dumpster show come in. Yeah, uh, and he only won like maybe six or seven, I think it was like six games in the 11 starts he had. So, I mean, he's not, he's not a bad quarterback. He's, he's definitely a solid backup for any team looking right. for one. Um, and, you know, who knows with the quarterback situation in Washington, uh, they might be looking to draft somebody too, but he could be the starting quarterback going into this, into this season. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a good solid backup at least. Uh, they, you know, they just do weird stuff there. Yeah, Washington <laughs> just, is. Yeah, it's, it's just, just very weird. It's weird. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're just <laughs> they're just an awkward team. They are just awkward. Uh, their best son, their best you know draft pick that I can remember was I thought was Chase Young, and I was really excited to see that because you know I mean I'm a Penn State fan, so I've seen Chase Young in uh, Ohio State for how long? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, just, he's, and he's and, he's. 
he's proven himself, I think, but he's just been he was injured this past year, so it just seems like he's been injured since he's got drafted. But uh Well, it's because it's that and, shitty field they're playing on. Yeah, you ain't kidding. That that field needs to be replaced immediately. The whole place needs to be just torn yeah. down. Just tear it down. I've never been there, but I've seen videos and it's in rough shape. Move the team to another city. That just it's just awful there. Yeah, I mean they really should <laughs> get them out of here. Yeah. All right, let's get into some Cowboys talk here. I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but the Cowboys My acquired segment. Yeah, the Cowboys acquired uh, cornerback Stephon Gilmore from the Colts in exchange for a 2023 fifth round pick. Uh, Cowboys definitely won that trade because Stephon Gilmore is probably uh, one of the top 10 quarterback in the league. So to get him for a fifth round pick was a steal. Oh, yeah. That's, dude, I almost, I was a little late to it, uh, to seeing the signing. Yeah. And uh, my, I have a chat with like my buddy and my brothers, and they were all talking about him. I, I kept hearing my phone blow up, but I was busy working on something. And uh, I get into the chat. And uh, I didn't read the chat. I just kind of scrolled past it. And then I went on Twitter and I was like, Stefan Gilmore has been signed by Dallas. I thought it was a joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. They don't do that. So then I seen it again. And then I went in the chat and I seen that they were talking about it. Dude, I almost fell over. I just couldn't believe it. Dallas, yeah, people don't realize that people that don't follow. Dallas doesn't do signings like that. No, never. Um, you know what I mean? The biggest one I've ever seen them do really was Amari Cooper um, before the trade deadline you know, middle partway through the uh, middle of the season. Um, and that was pretty crazy, but wow. To only give up a fifth round pick, right? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. And um, he doesn't cost nearly as much as like a Ramsey. And I think he'll, he'll fit a little bit better on the team. I wanted Ramsey. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just kind of figured they wouldn't expend that kind of money on him. So do you, um, but, Stephon Gilmore, I've always loved. I mean, how can you not? Do you really need a guy like Ramsey? I mean, you got a solid number one corner in Diggs. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to be on whoever's number one receivers you guys are matching up against. But I think Stephon Gilmore is definitely the best fit for them. Like That's I said, what I'm you, saying, yeah. You don't need – Two number one corners on your team, like you don't need Ramsey and Diggs. I mean, you do, but you really want to spend money <laughs> yeah. on that. Uh, Gil, Gilmore is is I think was probably a better fit for them than Ramsey because I feel like yeah, Rams, Ramsey. I agree. Ramsey would be button heads with a lot of guys on that team. Yeah, especially in I, Dallas. I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it'd be a good competition between the guys. Uh, they're all pretty competitive, but you know what I mean. They they eventually started to fit in. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think he's a much better fit. And then they have uh, they just re-signed uh, Donovan Wilson, the safety as well. Yeah. Um, he led the, their team in tackles last year, and he actually had five sacks as a uh, safety, um, Donovan Wilson, um, which is I. Th- think it's all time for Cowboys safety. So that's pretty good. Um, he's a real strong, hard hitter. That was a good signing. And then um, obviously they have Deron Bland in the slot that they found out that they drafted last year. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good defense. They filled their weakest link on the defense. Uh, big time, big shocker. And they re-signed LVE. So huge. Now go get uh Bobby Wagner and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean they they're gonna have some big salaries. <laughs> so 
I don't know well, that they could afford Wagner, but yeah. Hopkins. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know that they could afford Wagner with uh, what they've already got there. But yeah, I no, think this, I'm just goofing around on the way. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to do that. This was, I think, this is definitely the right move for them. Like I said, this, this is a perfect fit. Gilmore is a perfect fit for them. Um, you know, especially he's he's a, an amazing compliment to Diggs. Uh, you know, and I think this mm-hmm. is probably going to be one of your better secondaries that we're going to see coming up this year. Um, like I said, Diggs is already phenomenal. So to add to that, uh, it just really compliments him, and, and we're going to see some great things from that defense this year. Yeah, and then you got Parsons up front, and then uh, Demarcus Lawrence. He just restructured his uh, contract as well. So yeah. everybody's restructuring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what you do, I guess. All right, and while we are on the topic of the Cowboys, let's get into some some sad news here. Get your tissues ready for this one, Matt. I've already cried it out, man. Yeah, the uh, Cowboys, after seven years with the team, have released running back Ezekiel Elliott. Um. Do you think this was the right move for them? Do they really want to stick with Tony Pollard as their number one guy? Uh, well, he's actually – well, I guess technically he is released, but, you know, technically he's – it doesn't hit their cap. You know, he's a post-June 1st cut, yeah. uh, which meaning they will save $10.9 million, um, and uh, of cap space and, uh, and five point eight in dead money. Um after June 1st, but he's also free to sign, sign with anyone as of right now. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to, you know, just stick his toes in the water and kind of explore the free agency a little bit and see what's out there. But I don't think there's going to be much other than like fullback salaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I- do I think it's the right choice? I get what the Cowboys are getting at, but if, if you want my honest opinion, I think they're just kind of, pushing him to come back for a real low deal. You know what I mean? I don't see him being done with it, Dallas do, yet. But do you really think that they would have released him just to re-sign him back at a lower deal? Like, you don't think they could Yeah, have done it before. Yeah, but I would feel – I would think that they would have just approached him about restructuring rather than release and resign. They did. Um, from my understanding, they did. And, and Zeke's dad started – I don't know if he was posting something or started saying stuff, how he still could be a number one starting running back somewhere, and which he might be, but uh, I think definitely he's could, better yeah. on a rotation, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, Like I said before, you see him the first quarter of the season, he looks like the old Zeke, and then after that, he just it's either an unfortunate injury, like hyperextension to his knee, like 2022, or he's just getting worn out um, just from seven years of being a bell cow and not having a rotation. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, that's what that happens to you. You're going to see that with a lot of running backs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's. I don't see him. I mean, I'm not as hopeful as you. I don't see him resigning with the Cowboys. Uh, but, I, you know, he's still a pretty viable option at running back for any team that's looking for one right now. <clears throat> and, you know, like we talked about earlier, Austin Eckler is looking to get traded out. Uh, Zeke would be a good fit in, in the Chargers system, I think. Um he could be a pretty good fit anywhere on any team, like you said, because he's more of like your power back type now. So any team that already has a running back could sign him to be a you know a good one-two punch in their backfield. So, I mean, I think he's still got a lot of gas left in the tank. Um, I don't think he's worth the money that he would have been getting paid on that huge contract. No. So, um, you know, he's definitely going to go somewhere else and take a lot less money, but I, I don't see him going back to Dallas. 
He's got Mega Dallas. That's that's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, I got a weird one for you. Career earnings of NFL running backs up until 2022. This is weird. You never. Adrian Peterson, 103 million, just because he stayed in the league and you know for how many damn years? Because yeah. he was like bank bankrupt or whatever and broke. <laughs> uh, kept signing with Washington over and over. Zeke is number two with 70.7 million. Of all, all time, this, this is all time. Oh wow! All, all well, time, and then you, and then you, and then you got Edron James, Frank Gore, Reggie Bush, Lashawn McCoy, Emmett Smith, Damian Thompson, and Marshawn Lynch. That's that's crazy. I mean, I know we're in a newer age, and he got signed a huge contract, but just I didn't think that would be all time. Well, I mean, when did he sign that contract? That was like what three years ago, maybe something like that. Oh, well, I mean, he started two thousand sixteen. He was. First round pick, so yeah, so probably uh, somewhere around probably, there. Yeah, so I mean, and he was the they made him the highest paid running back ever. So yeah, I think it was twenty twenty or twenty one. Yeah, so even just playing on that contract for two or three years bumped him up on that list significantly. Yeah, uh, how far behind Adrian Peterson is he? Like you said, like thirty million. Yeah, it's about thirty million. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, I don't see him making Maybe he retires. Up- <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Maybe uh, that's my, that's what I'm getting on next. If he doesn't sign with Dallas, but he's he retires. He's, he's what twenty? What seven? Twenty eight? I want to say. He's, let me look it up for sure. He's definitely not thirty yet. He's twenty nine, I think. Yeah. So he's not even thirty years old yet. I don't. See oh him. wow! I'm really wrong. He's twenty seven. He's that much younger than Dak. I thought he was closer to Dak. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely don't see him retiring. He's. I mean, he's young yet for a running back. I think he's like we like you said. There's shelf life for running backs isn't that great. So I mean, yeah. even even if he does continue on the path that he's on, I say he could still have a career for another five six years yet. You know, mid mid thirties is is where running backs start to you know not fake, as a bell cow, not as not as a, uh, a you know maybe of a a one a one b type situation running back and he's yeah, the one b but like still. a cream hunt uh and like he's the cream hunt and then somebody else is the uh what's his name oh, uh, the chubb nick chubb chubb nick chubb yeah, yeah. he's the uh, somebody else is the nick chubb and he's the cream hunt you know what i mean they kind of it's like a 60 40 70 30 split you know what i mean somewhere yeah. in there but still, I mean, at 27 years old, you're still, you know, he's got a lot of playing time left in him. So I, I don't see him retiring. I don't think that's an option for him. We'll see. Yeah. You know, he likes to party and spend money. So you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So going back to the Eagles now, um, they have re-signed cornerback James Bradbury to a three-year, $38 million deal. And then they have also released cornerback Darius Slay after a year with the team. Um, do you think Bradbury was the better one to sign there? Should they have kept Darius Slay or was Bradbury a better option for them? I mean, Bradbury was probably the cheaper option, right? True, yeah. Um, that's probably where they went. Um, I think Slay kind of fell off towards the end of the season um, without looking at any kind of, like, advanced stats. Just, you know, I'm just going off of, like, a, an eye test, especially in the playoffs. He seems like he started to get a little bit more um, burnt as the as the opponent started to get a little bit more harder um, offensive-wise. Uh, and 
You know, I don't know. Um, I think it came down to money. You know what I mean? That's, I think they try to negotiate. Um, and then they said, you know, you can, you, you can receive trade offers. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, they released them. So, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think Slay is the better cornerback, but I think he was the more expensive option. So I think they just went with the guy that they could save money on and uh, re-signed Bradbury. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would have been good to for them to have kept both these guys, but uh, financially I just don't think it was there for them. Do you think they were – like as good as they were in the beginning of the season, I felt like going like in the like the first half of the season, it was like that combo was pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they definitely Slay. I think definitely played better at the beginning of the year. I think he kind of. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to say he declined because he was still playing at a high level, but I don't think he was playing okay. as well as he had uh, early on in the season. I think he, uh, like like a lot of guys, he he got worn down towards the end of the year. Right. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure. Like we said, he was their their number one defensive back. So, you know, he was covering the the better receiver all game. So, I mean, he got worn down a little bit. But I mean, we saw we saw a slight decline from him. But it's not anything that I would say it wasn't worth resigning or keeping over. No, he's still gonna get a big money contract or a decent money contract like he deserves. Um, yeah, I did say I did see Baltimore Ravens are interested in him yeah. um, as well as Philly still trying to make something work. But I, I would love to see him go back to Detroit. You know, I think that would be a great fit for cool. him again. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it, didn't it end on like kind of ugly terms though? I forget. Uh, I he's kind of a big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. He's like most of your star cornerbacks are nowadays. Yeah. You know, like your Jalen Ramsey's and <laughs> Guys like that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would love to see him go back to Detroit, you know, especially, uh, you know, as good as they played last year, he, they could really use a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the Buccaneers are signing quarterback Baker Mayfield on a one-year deal worth up to $8.5 million. Um, I mean, it looks as of right now, unless they make some other move this offseason, he could be their starting quarterback. Very random, dude. I know. Just, well, I thought so, the Rams were supposed to keep him. To be honest, no, I I knew that they weren't going to keep him. But uh, the Buccaneers, the, the only quarterback that they had on their roster right now is uh, Kyle Trask, who's never yeah. started an NFL game in his life. So, I mean, they had to sign someone, and I just don't know why they didn't make any moves. I mean, there were a, a few good quarterbacks in this year's free agency class. So, I'm not sure why you waited and, and went with Baker. Well, they lost without Brady giving them pointers on how to be a gym i guess i mean he's uh he might he might be coming back out of retirement again so who knows <laughs> he's probably looking at this like, yeah. god damn it i yeah. gotta do it again yeah he's like they just said Baker. <laughs> oh god they need me <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah not much to say about that i mean no, it was a weird I, 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 fe- I, I liked him at the rams just because Kind of felt like he was uh, like an okay fit. You know what I mean? He wasn't anything yeah. crazy. Um, I wanted him to see him get another uh, deal done, another you know, I mean, another one year deal or something to stay there and see where they're going. Because who knows what's going to happen with Matt Stafford? Um, yeah. we still don't know on that situation because I just seen. Um, I don't think we're going to talk about this, but I just seen. Um, I don't know if it was earlier this week, but they said um, they're tr- 
you know, the trade market's open for Matt Stafford. That's what the Rams had said. So Yeah, but but then their GM came out and kind of extinguished all those rumors and said that they're sticking with Matt Stafford. Okay, I didn't see that. So, yeah. so um, I, I think yeah, they're yeah, there you go there. Okay. Yeah, I think they're gonna ride with him, but uh yeah, Baker, I mean he could be a starting quarterback again at some point. Um I mean I think he's his best option is the Buccaneers right now just because they don't have a quarterback per se, but uh you know, I don't see him <laughs> taking this team to the Super Bowl or anything like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I agree there. Um who knows? But uh weird very weird signing. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. very weird. Uh but Moving on to another quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He said today on the Pat McAfee show, his intention is to play for the Jets in the 2023 season, but no terms have been agreed to by either team. So as long as they can get a deal done, the Packers and the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet this year. Yeah. uh, I mean, we kind of knew it earlier going into this week. Um, Everybody was tweeting about it. Players were tweeting about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of media outlets were tweeting about it, but Adam and um, the other major guys, Ian um, Rappaport, Ian no. Rappaport, so I was trying yeah. to think of, they were they were refusing to do it because um, apparently he wasn't answering them. Uh, did you see the whole thing on? Oh, Adam Schefter got his number. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. said he said lose my number. Nice try though. Yeah, and then they and then they went to uh, and then Adam Schefter. Post it. Did you see that? Yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Got a that was great, man. He is, you know, he is like he seems like a very like calculated guy. Aaron he's, a, he's a yeah, he's a pain yeah. in the ass to deal yeah, with. Man. I, I would not want to. I would not want a uh, quarterback like that. I, I don't care how good he is. I just it's just so much, so many, so much baggage that comes with him. Yeah, I mean, what what we've heard about him um, demanding, making demands, and a kind of a wish list before yeah. he, he would go to the Jets. I mean, they they already signed Lazard, uh, and I think he wanted Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, um, and then he was even asking them to to look into OBJ. So, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. It turns out that the Packers, the reason the deal isn't done yet is because the Packers, I guess, are asking too much more for now. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think they changed their, uh, their demands, their, their want demands. Yeah. yeah for them. <laughs> and, uh, they said they're okay with waiting to closer to the draft. So yeah. they're kind of, I think they were just trying to, fuck they, with they're, Rogers. yeah. Either that or they're, they're trying to scare the Jets into giving them more than what they originally asked for. Which I, uh, it sounds like the Jets are all in, and uh, yeah. they're kind of gambling on this to, yeah. for him to be the quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I don't blame, I don't fucking blame <laughs> the Packers. Aaron Rodgers been messing with them for how long? Yeah. Uh, he goes on this Pat McAfee show and just kind of tears them apart, but then he backtracks and talks about how much he loves the organization and stuff. And it's like, I mean, get, he he's, he's he's been there for what eighteen, nineteen years. I mean, it's it's got to be hard to to let go of that relationship that you've had there. Uh, and you know, Green Bay's uh, you know a football town. So I mean, to play for a team with such history like them for so long, and then to finally decide that you want to move on. I mean, it's got to be tough. 
a football town. I mean, what else is there to do in Green Bay, Wisconsin? Yeah, but they've, they've, their history. They're all t- drunks. It's title town. They're all drunks. <laughs> all right. So we got, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, hopefully, maybe they'll have a deal done before we talk to you guys next week. But uh, moving on to the next topic here, the Saints are signing former Lions and Packers running back Jamal Williams to a three-year deal worth $12 million. Uh, with eight million in that guaranteed, I, I like the signing, especially. Yeah, I, love yeah I, I love Jamal Williams. I think he he uh, led the He's league a in rushing. Yeah, he led the league in rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah, um, you know, and he's going to be a good combination there with Alvin Kamara uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, New Orleans. And you know, and they just signed the uh, MVP Derek Carr. So this is gonna be a good offense what, what year was that uh it was personal mvp personal mvp personal yeah. awards uh yeah i think it's a good signing for him i'm happy for him i love him i think he's my my favorite uh inter- like uh I, like listening to an interview for a yeah. player i think he um gets me the, the most excited to listen to when i see it um I uh I liked him, you know. He played for what the Packers and uh, Lions. Lions. Yeah. Um, it was Packers. It was Packers first, and then the Lions. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when they were, remember when he was at the podium and they were asking him when they were trading. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot what the hell he said, but it was cracking me up, man. The way he talks, man, I lose it. Yeah. I can't even pay attention, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm happy for him. I think uh, I think Saints, you know. Saints don't have a bad defense. They always seem to have a pretty decent defense. But uh, as far as offense, I mean, who did they go with with quarterback now? Uh, some random guy out of Vegas, I think. Yeah, are they? What? You're talking about the Saints. Derek yeah, Carr. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they went with Derek Carr, right? Yeah. Does that make them worse or better than last year? I mean, I would say... <laughs> In my opinion, I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying yeah. to be serious here. I'm not bash Derek Carr like in, I did last week. In my, in my opinion, I think Derek Carr is an upgrade over Andy Dalton. That's my opinion, I, I, and I'm sure most people would agree with me. Uh, I, a, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Okay, okay. So he's, a, he's um, not, Danny Dalton didn't play all the year last year, did he? Uh, he played the majority of the year. Did he? Well, uh, did what's his name play as well? Uh, Winston. Winston, yeah, yeah, uh, he played a couple games, yeah, but yeah, I think I heard it, ain't great. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is definitely an upgrade at the position, um, and I think the addition of Jamal uh, Jamal Williams is definitely going to help them out. So I think they're going to be better than they were last year. And who knows in this division? You know, you got the Falcons, the Panthers, and and the um, Buccaneers. So this is a, a winnable division for them. I don't yeah, see. Yeah, because I mean, Buccaneers aren't. Yeah, yeah. the Buccaneers <laughs> even with Tom. Bur- yeah, even with Tom Brady, were eight and nine and won the division with a losing record. So, <laughs> oh man, what are they going to be with with uh, Baker? Oh boy, I, I'd say four, four and thirteen, maybe five and twelve. <laughs> is Michael Thomas going to be back this year, or is he just taking another year off? Uh, no, they said he's coming back. He's playing. <laughs> He's not gonna like break his ankle or something. No, or... no, no, no. No, he's gonna be there. Well, no, who knows? Okay. He might. He could get injured. We don't know that. Yet. 
Yeah, I feel like he just didn't want to come back to that situation. I don't know. Yeah, when you when you, when your decision to catch <laughs> yeah. the ball is from Andy Dalton or James Winston, <laughs> you're probably taking a year off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did see he post on Twitter and he was excited about Derek Carr coming in. I don't yeah. know why, but uh, I he's guess gonna be, he's going to be the best slant receiver in, in the league this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, this ain't right. the breeze days, buddies. Yeah. Definitely not. All yeah. right. So let's go back and talk about the NFC South again. The Panthers have agreed to terms uh, with former Eagles running back Miles Sanders, and they also agreed to terms with former Bengals tight end Hayden Hurst. So, you know, Frank Reich, he's he's stacking this team up, man. Uh, he's got, you know, a good running back now. He's got one of the better tight ends in the league now. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he came to play. He came to, He came to build a football team. Uh, and yeah, Eagles. You know, it makes sense for Miles Sanders because uh, his uh, Deuce Staley—that's their running backs coach. He's from yeah. Philadelphia, so yep. you know he was he was close with him. So it was the right signing for for Sanders. I'm happy for Sanders. Um, you know, he wasn't very. Uh, he didn't put have a lot of production last year, and mainly has to do with Jalen running the ball a lot. And then they had Gainswell kind of as a uh, as your RB one, I guess you would say. So yeah. kind of, they kind of screwed Miles Sanders. Um, I think it came down to like earlier. Didn't he have like a fumbling problem or something? Uh, Miles Sanders. Sure, yeah, I think he had a like an early season fumbling problem or something. I I'd forget the whole thing. I could don't quote me on that one, but uh, there was something that happened that kind of gave Gainwell the the edge on him, and yeah, I think I mean, it made him mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would still think that Miles Sanders is the better option. I, I would have kept him, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he's going to be a good fit in Carolina. Um, you know, obviously they're going to get their their franchise quarterback in the draft this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they just got rid of their number one wide receiver, though. Uh, but they did sign a pretty good tight end in Hayden Hurst. So um, you know, this offense could turn things around. And like we just said about the, the the poor NFC South, you know, it's it's anybody's division to win. Um, it's up in the air right now. So, you know, if you build a good team in the NFC South, the division is yours. Yeah. And about that fumbling thing, you know, he only had two last year, but he, he did have like 2020, he had four. That's, that's pretty high. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it was, but um, as far as receiving and our uh, rushing yards, He's damn. He still had twelve hundred sixty-nine yards. He had a pretty good season. Yeah, he for, did. Uh, for somebody that's behind Jalen Hurts, and uh, you could say behind, or at least one you know, B to Gainswell. So, yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm saying. Like Miles Sanders, he's definitely their best running back this past year. So I'm not sure why they wanted to get rid of him. Um, but you know, like you said, it's it might be a financial thing. It might be a money issue for them. Um, you know, maybe. I'm sure Gainwell was a hell of a lot cheaper than Miles Sanders would have been as an options coming into this uh, next season. So, I mean, they're they're <laughs> they're trying to stand under the cap. Yeah, I mean, Gainwell only had 240 yards rushing. Yeah. So, but he he had four touchdowns. So I feel like it was maybe towards the end of the season that they just started to utilize him more, maybe. But um, it definitely seemed to trend that way than what it was in the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it came down to money like it has been with that team. Um, yeah. Just yep. Trying to cut back, and I think it's all to uh, 
get Jalen, you know, his money before it gets even uh, bigger. I think they want to get the signing done this year, from my understanding, on Jalen. So um, to avoid next year uh, an even more significant of a market climb. Yeah. Who knows how uh, next year is going to be. So, yeah, um, I don't blame him in that aspect, but um, I'd want to see another year out of Jalen, not to get too far off topic, but, you know, we talked about this before. <clears throat> I'd, this is Jalen's best year, and uh, I hate to say it pretty much, but only good year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's only had in the year before that as a starter and it wasn't very good. So, I mean, he made the playoffs, but it was a very bad playoff run his first year uh, as a starter. But I think you could agree. I would have used the franchise tag on Jalen this year and then kept some of these guys that you were getting rid of um, to make room for Jalen. So yeah. I think they went the wrong route. I, I agree. I think we need to see more out of Jalen. I mean, I would want to see more out of Jalen before I give mm-hmm. him an, a contract. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully the Eagles can – well, not hopefully, but they'll they'll try and figure things out. I mean, <laughs> they – like you said, they're getting rid of everybody on their team, so they, they need to figure something out. Um, speaking of the Eagles, uh, they are resigning defensive lineman Fletcher Cox on a one-year deal worth $10 million. Um, I mean, we, we pretty much saw this coming. I mean, Fletcher Cox said that he didn't want to go anywhere else. He wanted to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, and I think this would probably be his last year of his career too. I mean, he's getting up there too as far as uh, career years. I think this is year number 14 or 15 for him. So uh, He's 32 years old. Yeah, I don't I don't see him signing anywhere else. I mean, even if the Eagles even if he would decide he wants to play next year and the Eagles decide that they're not going to re-sign him again, uh I I think he would retire before he went anywhere else. I mean, he's just too committed to Philadelphia and he said even said he didn't want to play anywhere else. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, this is a this is a good re-signing for them. Uh he was one of the key pieces to that defensive line this past season, so I think it's a good move. Yeah, he's still pretty uh, efficient. I mean, he had seven sacks on the season and, um, let's see, seven tackle for losses, 23 solo tackles, um, you know I mean, 14 QB hits. He's, he started all 17 games. Um, you can't ask for more than that. I mean, that's pretty yeah, good. Pretty good for I mean, Har- Hargrave, who had, obviously had a better season, yeah. but uh, – Still pretty you know good I mean? for a defensive lineman in his thirties, and they rotate their guys a lot to kind of keep yeah. them fresh. Yeah, and, so, yeah, I mean, they, those they, are decent numbers yeah. for a rotation. Yeah, and they had Sue, and you know they had like you said they rotate a lot of guys, so their defensive line is always fresh. Uh, I like maybe, the way they do that in Philly. Yeah, and maybe that's why his numbers are so good is because he's coming in with you know a rest, fresh legs, and stuff like that. So I mean, like I yeah, said, I think I, that works out there for them. Yeah. I like this signing. Uh, I think yeah. he's he's a really good uh, defensive lineman, one of the better ones. I was ready for him to retire, to be honest. <laughs> I bet you were tired of him wreaking havoc on, on the NFC East. Yeah. All right, so we have one more topic to discuss here before we end things this evening. Uh, the Patriots are signing former Chiefs and Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year, $33 million deal. Uh, th- this was a little steep for Juju, if I'm being honest, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league since 2017. 
He's only had, you know, one season over a thousand yards. That was in Pittsburgh in 2018. Yeah, uh, with Big Ben. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, he had you know 101 targets uh, with Mahomes and 78 receptions for 933 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, Mahomes kind of made him look better than what he is, in my opinion. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I mean, I would. I would like him uh, if Dallas were to sign him. I'd be like, that's a good signing, but you know, not at how much did you say? Thirty-three million. That's eleven, 11 million dollars a year. Yeah. So I, I think that's a little steep, but like we talked about earlier, it's going to go. If you're a, one of the top free agents, you're just going to follow the market trends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere close to it. And there, there really weren't too many big name free agents uh, coming into this year, anyways. I mean, I think right. wide receiver wise, you know, Adam Thielen's pretty much the biggest name still out there yet, um, mm. and I'm surprised no one's signed him yet. Which I think we'll see. It's uh, age. Yeah, I think we'll see him get signed somewhere within the next couple of weeks. Uh, I would imagine definitely before the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't agree <laughs> with the contract that Juju got, uh, especially with, from the Patriots. I mean, you know, they're not really a team that really pays players too much. Um, you don't really hear ever hear the Patriots, you know, giving some guy a huge contract. Uh, and right. I think th- that's the the Bill Belichick. They never did. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't really think Juju's going to have any success in New England. I mean, you got Mac Jones there who doesn't really stand out to me. I mean, he's, no. not, the, he's not the guy that's going to have a, you know, 1,500-yard receiver. I mean, so we'll going from a, the, what, probably from, it's going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time to yeah, Mac go for, Jones. Go from Patrick Mahomes to Mac Jones. Yeah, I don't, I don't see you doing too well. No, I just don't see it. Um, and just speaking of, you know, free agents, um, to go over and kind of just uh, enlighten people of the free agents still left, um, these are just top skill players of their positions, just a few of each category um, before we end our today's podcast. Uh, quarterbacks, we'll start there. Um, Gardner Minshew, uh, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, uh Carson Wentz, I guess you could say a top so Marcus Mariota. And then as for running backs, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Foreman, uh, was it Deontay Foreman, Alexander Madison, Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette, um, and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary's still good. I like Madison too. Yeah. Um, I always liked Madison. He's a yeah. Good. I felt like he always filled in for Cook pretty good. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, Adam Thielen, like you said, OBJ, he's still swirling around, but I still heard there's a physical issue maybe. Yeah. Uh, DJ Chark, which I like him a lot. Uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Malcolm Hardman, or what do you say? Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. I don't know who the fuck says that besides you. Uh <laughs> Paris Campbell, uh, Darius Slayton. That's a good one. I really like Slayton. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Matt Collins and Marvin Jones Jr. And as for tight ends, our last one, Dalton Schultz. He's probably the biggest one out there right now. Uh, Mike Gusecki, which I just seen. Um, <clears throat> to see, he was going to get probably signed by. Uh, uh, Robert Tunyon, Austin Hooper. Herb Smith Jr. and Foster Murray. Murray? Murray. Yeah, yeah, Murray. Um, 
Yeah, as far as Mike Isecki, I just seen that Mike Isecki was going to get signed for somebody real quick. Was it the... Yeah, I see the Commanders are the, one of the highest rumored talks right now. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. They, they can and the Packers anybody at this well. point. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, there's a lot of good guys. I, I think there's a pretty good market out there yet um, yeah. in a lot of in almost all the court categories. I think you could find a a good. I mean, if you made a team with those guys, I think you could make a build a pretty good team. Other than honest. other than maybe like quarterback, because there wasn't really any good quarterbacks left. Um, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, sign him. You'll go to the Super Bowl with your backup quarterback. Uh, yeah, but uh, like I said, other than the quarterback, there's everybody else is like there's still some big names out there yet. So I don't know if you know people are waiting till after the draft. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah, I think that's what. I mean, and free agency only started, you know, yesterday. So, I mean, it, yeah. we're, we're, we're fresh yet on that. So we'll see. I, I expect some big names to still go off the board yet here in the next week or so. But, uh, and these guys have to the middle of the season to, <laughs> well, yeah. free agency you can get any time. But, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? If they get picked up or they're at the end of a contract or something, you know, things move around mainly until the middle of the season. So none of these guys are worried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be either. I mean, there's like I said, there's still plenty of time left. Uh, you know, season doesn't start till September, so we they have six months uh, right. to, to get signed or whatnot. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, but we'll definitely keep you guys posted on everything that happens in the NFL. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have some more free agency updates next week, but yeah. we'll try to get to uh, – was it the Raiders and Falcons? Raiders and Falcons. Yeah, next week we'll get back to our original – uh, scheduled off-season schedule um, with the uh, state of the franchise for the Raiders and the Falcons. Uh, but we thank Raiders you guys. The Falcons fans are pissed off right now. Yeah, we uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. I know we had a lot to get through. Uh, so much has happened since we talked to you guys last week, but we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, and uh, we'll keep you posted on everything so far this off-season and everything yet to come. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At late hit PFR, I am at T underscore Luddy, and Matt is at Matt PFR. So follow us, like us, listen to us, comment, subscribe. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. You got a better memory than me on all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys.